<laughs> so last night was the finale of Drag Race season 14. <clears throat> it was really weird, but kind of great seeing it again on like a big stage mm-hmm. with like people. Because last year their finale was like the drive-in. Like, yeah. like people were in their cars watching it projected on a screen. And then inside was the performance on the finale. So it was Which very was just like the two of them and no audience. So yeah, it was very, it was very discombobulated. The year uh, before it was just everybody in their living rooms. In their living rooms. Right. Which was so anticlimactic for those queens to yeah. you know finish you, a season in the room. You know that because I'm sure I don't know if you've seen both of the teasers or trailers now for All Star Seven, the mm-hmm. all winter season. But mm-hmm. like you know that jade is going to get into like uh i'm the only one here who like didn't win on a stage who like yeah. wasn't crowned like i wanted mm-hmm. my living room right you know and you know that they're going to get into that well and then like that was awful for them and then that whole season of queens that ended in covid they didn't um, get to tour or anything they didn't get to do anything they didn't get to go to shows they didn't get to like you know take that moment to go uh yeah. book some gigs right um so, so like I guess we should spoiler alert people because we are alert. going to talk about who won, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have to. Alert. If you don't want to hear this, skip ahead. Maybe like, I don't know, mm-hmm. a couple minutes. So my friend Elise, she had never watched Drag Race until COVID. Right. And she started at the beginning and watched everything. And last night she was like, this is the first time I've ever watched a finale. Like as it aired? Front, as it aired in front of oh, an wow. audience. Like that had never happened for her. And that, I mean, that is very symbolic to a lot of things happening today and right now in the world that like we're kind of coming back to things we haven't done in three years. And for some people, it's their first time. So that was really exciting to have with her because I was like, this is such a pinnacle moment of every season. This was also the first finale that I'd seen in a long time that wasn't spoiled for me. I didn't know the winner, but every season before the last three seasons, I would somehow like accidentally go on Twitter or Instagram that day. And it would just mess you, everything up. Are you like highly vigilant now to not go on yeah. the internet? Like Friday, come yeah. Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I do everything I can. I'll, like, I'll go on TikTok because TikTok doesn't usually like try to have the like newest news right away, yeah. like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, so I'll just like scroll TikTok if I need to look That's at my funny. phone. But oh. yeah, I keep off Twitter. I keep off Instagram. I keep off Facebook. People love to be like the first person to say this is the winner. That's um, so stupid. And what pissed me off with All Stars on Instagram is Instagram does that thing where if you look at a, you know, you can swipe for more pictures and it'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah swipe to see the winner of all stars. And I'm like, Nope, I'm just going to keep scrolling. And then yeah. if you refresh the app, it automatically goes to the second image. Um, so then it spoiled it for me anyway. What? Oh, I was yeah, really, ex- yeah. yeah, I was really excited to watch a finale, not know the winner, be with people. Uh, and it's in front of an audience. It felt very old school, like season eight drag race yeah. finale. Cause every queen got to have their own original song. That was their vibe which I prefer so much over the like lip sync smackdown roulette wheel you spin. I do too, because then you get like a feeling for more of like who this queen is. It's a pretty mm-hmm. like something that they would do in like their hometown bar if they had a crap ton of money or something, you mm-hmm. know, like that to me is really exciting. And when they would leave it up to chance for two queens to compete, uh, sometimes they would have two, in my opinion, of the best queens competing right away. And then you had to eliminate one of them when I felt like they were the top two and it just didn't feel right. I didn't yeah. like it. 
this felt like everyone had their moment by themselves. They weren't competing with another person on a stage. They could yeah. have like their full attention. And I really appreciate that and prefer that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Are you happy with who won? I mean, yeah, it's I am too. Every, everything about every winner is exactly what I wanted, which hasn't happened in a while, too. Um, because, I mean, I guess I did want Simone to win, but uh, I would have been happy with Got Mick. So, yeah. So Willow Pill won. I was so happy. So happy about it. Um, and we have a runner up as Lady Camden, which yep. I'm stoked and- about, too crazy because she won a lot of money too she won 50 grand which is a new thing and it Mm -hmm. should be that way they should get something for being second candy Um, news is probably fuming oh my god she's (laughs) like what (laughs) (laughs) and uh cornbread is miss congeniality i didn't expect that i didn't either there were so many this is probably one season where i feel like there were so many options for miss congeniality i thought it was going to be carrie colby me too because she was kind of motherly and this like she I has know, that almost, vibe of yeah, you know, inspiring people and helping. Being them. very but congenial. Like, corn, cornbread, I think, like, obviously that, you know, okay, when Valentina won yeah. Miss Congeniality, uh, yeah. and they're like, no, no, fan favorite. This is a fan mm-hmm. favorite award. So I want to know who voted, because if it was the fans, then obviously I think, I mean, and I'm not, this isn't to like slight Cornbread, I love Cornbread, but I think she probably won like as a fan favorite. Because, yeah. Like, because she wasn't, she wasn't there, I think, as much as the other girls to like, be shown doing many congenial things except like when she helped willow right i think it's all based off that because she wasn't that i mean i i appreciated her putting jasmine in her place but it kind of i that rubbed me the wrong way it got too far like it it, it rubbed me the wrong jasmine couldn't eventually say anything Um, right and when bosco was like you can't breathe she couldn't breathe without being annoyed yeah she was like you need to pay attention so then she's like taking notes so that she can pay attention and she's like if you're taking notes you're not listening exactly and then she stops and she's like uh you could write that down in your little notebook i was like cornbread what are you doing she was being kind of a bully yeah um but yeah, so and she didn't have enough screen time to show many other sides of her. It was like there was that there was helping Willow. She got to yeah. tell some of her personal story, which was really sweet. But yeah, it was it was a strange choice. But yeah. I do appreciate that the the winner and Miss Congeniality are both trans women, which is pretty rad. And the winner of All Stars last season. And the winner of All Stars last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reigning very... the reigning All Stars winner currently. Yeah, yeah. So it's been very. Yeah, a lot of trans winners, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I I loved, how do I put this? I loved the final kind of concept look thing that Willow did in that performance where she comes out in this like weird long suit. What was oversized. that? Oh, that, yeah, that. I love that. Oversized suit with like long mm-hmm. hands. And then when yeah. she took it off, it was pants that went all the way up to her like chin. Yeah. It was so funny looking and so fun that I, mm-hmm. that I like, I was sitting on the couch last night and I had like a Sharpie and a sketchbook. So I was just like, fine, whatever. I'll just do like a little doodle. And so mm-hmm. I drew that look and it's like terrible, but I think it's really funny. <laughs> so yeah. I just had to draw it real quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that every time she does the performance, it's, you know, it's more like a concept. It's more like mm-hmm. a, an idea. And I think that's kind of fun. It doesn't always have to be that way, I guess, but I liked it. Well, I could just, I feel like I, I can relate to her. She's from like our generation, like that kind of yeah. humor, like, there's something about that oversized jacket that just feels like 90s cartoon humor. 
like yeah. fairly odd parents or rugrats or like she feels like that kind of throwback it was almost like the beetlejuice cartoon yeah like, exactly you know? yeah. the like pinstripes mm-hmm. um the like exaggerated shoulder pad looks they it feels very yeah. 90s yeah um that's in again mm-hmm. and i love that she is you know this playful person who plays with the per- fact that she's so weird and she's off the wall, but she can also be really sexy and really beautiful and yeah. be kind of a chameleon. I also love that people were pointing out that um, there's all these parallels between her and Evie Oddly. Like they both are from Denver. They both well, are these. Evie's, Evie's her drag mom. Oh, she's her drag mom. Yeah. And they both. Uh, I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I don't think I even knew that. And they both won by beating out this like professional dancer. Yeah. Um, I saw that someone on the production of RuPaul's Drag Race like wrote out or tweeted out or something that that uh, Willow is Ru's favorite contestant since like Jinx. Really? Yeah. So I was, so when I read that, I was like, oh, there, she's gonna win. There's no she's way. Gonna win. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that she's not going to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with a with a season of trying to do all these twists and turns and trying to keep you on your toes, I'm really glad they didn't end with some like random twist, twist or not what you expected. Like they gave us exactly what we wanted, which was smart. Yeah, totally. I think it was a good idea. It's mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm so excited because at the end of the episode, they showed a commercial for this like countdown to the crown mm-hmm. because All Stars begins on like May twentieth, and mm-hmm. so in the pl- in its place, I think because VH1 is like we can't be without Drag Race. It's like turning. It's like having um. It's what pays for our electricity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. So like they showed a commercial for Countdown to the Crown, which is basically going to be like all like a whole bunch of different drag race queens mm-hmm. being interviewed and talking about the journeys of all of the winners that are competing mm. and so I, when i saw that i was like oh this is like i love the 80s or i love the 90s yeah. remember when like vh1 used to do that yeah of course so they're basically doing that with drag race so sorry and i'm so excited so it's every winner leading up to the finale of the all-stars so, yeah so like i think um I don't know how many weeks, maybe it's like, let's just say it's like three weeks or whatever. So they'll divide up all those Queens, maybe like a few for each episode, I think. And then like, they'll have different Queens, like adore was one of them that they showed, you know, like come in and just sit and like, so, and talk about like, let's say this person is um, Jinx. So yeah. then they talk about like, Oh, when Jinx like first came on the show, she was like this and blah, blah, blah. And then it'll show mm-hmm. clips and fun. So, yeah. I know. I'm really excited about that. And is that going to be every Friday? <laughs> I believe it's going to basically take the place of drag race until all stars comes on. I just, I just need like a ongoing uh, appointment every Friday night. I know, right. Like I yeah. just, I don't want people to stop coming over. I don't want to stop having this like social moment. Um, so that's, that's helpful. Maybe we'll just yeah. keep watching. Yeah. I should just and, do that. And the guest judges, like we have Naomi Campbell, we have uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. I can't wait to see Cameron Diaz after she's been kind of in retirement for a okay. while. I've never been that bit much of, like a fan of hers, but uh-huh. in the trailer, she was like so happy and so cute. And I was so kind of like, this is, yeah, like I was like, she's, I love, I don't know. I love what she said. She just seems like happy to be there. Yeah. And that's kind of all I want. When you have a guest judge, that's like either disinterested or someone who's like, I don't know, 12 years old and we have no idea who they are. Right. Like then I'm like, Ugh, whatever. Yeah. Um, there was another guest judge that I read about that wasn't in the trailer. I don't know, but yeah, Naomi can't, I can't believe Naomi Campbell. That's yeah. I mean, I Cameron Diaz is one of those actresses that I want to not like, 
uh, just because of how like bubbly and yeah. everywhere she was for so long. But then she's kind of like an Anne Hathaway for me. Like, I can't help it. Like everything she does, I love. And like the Charlie's Angels had such a big impact on me. Oh, yeah. And being John Malkovich, when she, you could see her being like a quirky, weird person. Um, but the pinnacle camera dance for me is the sweetest thing. And it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. So maybe we'll need to do an episode just about the sweetest thing. Isn't that... Like, is this the Glickman bar mitzvah? Yeah. Moisha? Yeah. Or Moisha, yeah. are you here? There's, yeah. no Jew- There's no Jews in Somerset. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I actually loved her in um in her shoes with Tony Collette. Okay. I that's haven't a, seen that. That's a, so like she's legitimately very good in that movie. Mm-hmm. And she Im- impressed me, I guess. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is great. And this is a great role for her. Do you remember the movie The Truth About Cats and Dogs? I never saw it, but yes. Okay, it's one of my favorite movies from the 90s. It's Janine Garofalo Uh and Uma Thurman. Right. And um, basically, Janine Garofalo asks Uma Thurman to pretend to be her. um, Right. Because this this guy is interested in her and she's like scared. But Uma Thurman's character is basically, like, I I remember feeling like this is horribly miscast. Like, this should be Cameron Diaz. Because she's supposed to be this, like, blonde, bubbly, ditzy kind of, I don't know, it would have been really, like, really good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, it'll be fun to see her back on totally. the screen. Um, yeah. So we'll have that to look forward to. Oh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is going to be one of the guest judges. Is he really? Yes. I don't know how that's going to, how that's going to work. No, I, I, it's funny because I always, he always kind of read me the wrong way. And I felt like I was the only person. And it was weird to see things unfold and be like, oh, oh, I'm not the only person. I There's... don't know. I don't have that much of an issue with him. Like, I think, you he's... Know. no, I think he's fine. But like, I think he was always just for me. It was like, why? Like, besides him being really handsome, I didn't get why he was given this platform, this position, this like, you know, the spot where like so many other people I felt like could have been better at being a judge or being a guest judge or being just involved at all. I just didn't get it. I, I'm like, who is this person? Just, if, they, if next season on Canada, they don't have, or I guess it's like pretty much confirmed that they're doing Canada versus the world. Oh, if the, if okay. they don't have like the cast of Shit's Creek on there as judges. Right. What are you what doing? Are, what are we even doing? What is the point of it all? Do you remember that those viral videos from like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago of like sassy gay friend? And, and he was like a friend to all these Shakespeare girls. Okay. So, and so like, it'd be like, this is Ophelia. She's about to uh, take her own life. This could have been avoided if she had a sassy gay friend. Oh. And this guy in a, in a like long scarf pops up and he goes, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't remember these? I kind of. Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you one. Okay. The, the, like whenever I hear someone say like, what are you doing? Or what are you? That's yeah. what I think of is what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, she's like, Hamlet loves me no more. And he's like, so we kill ourselves. <laughs> he's like, Ophelia, like he stabbed your father through a curtain. <laughs> Stuff like that. He's like, you're going to go home, write a sad poem in your journal and move on. <laughs> I can't believe I remember them that well. Oh, anyway. that's so funny. I do kind of remember that. Sassy gay friend. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I guess that's Drag Race. I'm happy with who won. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it up another season. I mean, yeah. I'm nowhere near burned out on the show. I don't Me think neither. I All ever Stars will be. Start soon. Great. I remember yep. thinking it was crazy that they were going to do like All Stars 4. And now I'm like, just keep them coming. Just keep doing All Stars. I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I was like, if I was ever at like a Trixie and Katya Q&A, I, it's such a weird random question that makes absolutely no sense. But I would, my question would be, so 
you're now into season seven of uh right <laughs> mm-hmm. when are we getting an all-star season <laughs> <laughs> i feel like they'd appreciate that question <laughs> yeah i'd be like uh what so scott just went to la for like um the weekend last weekend and then drove down to palm springs and he took all these photos of trixie motel oh cool mm-hmm. is it open so i guess it's like soft open so like you know, a lot of hotels do that. And I guess some people who like are probably friends of friends or whatever and booked rooms. So I don't think it's like officially open. And I know that the um, <clears throat> TV show, I think comes on next month, either May or June. Okay. But it's probably booked out forever, but I'm sure. going to be in Palm Springs in a couple weeks. And so I'm going to go by and take pictures. Fun. I don't think I ever knew that she called it Trixie Motel. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah. It's so stupid and so funny and so obvious, but you I can't still, call it anything else. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed it. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. That's pretty spot on. Anyway. Anyway, <clears throat> I digress. Uh, so yeah, it was you a great wanted... season. Yeah. That's really good. Um, you wanted to talk about a new TV show that you started watching. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been told to watch this show a lot from coworkers um, and I finally did. And then I've, I, I haven't gotten that far in it, uh, but I hear that it gets really queer, uh, but it's the show called our flags mean death mm-hmm. and it's on HBO max. And I started it off thinking like, first of all, with the title, I didn't know anything about the show. I didn't know a single detail about what the show was about. And when someone at work was like, oh, you'd love the show. It's called Our Flags Mean Death. I thought I it was. Our gonna... fla- I think it's Our Flag Means Death. Our flag. <laughs> okay. I always do that wrong. Right, so it's Our <laughs> I just, Flag. I just know someone's going to be screaming as they listen because to Because in the show, they death. have multiple flags too. So it makes yeah. me think. So Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. I thought that that was going to be like, honestly, like a queer documentary. Like something <laughs> about like a queer movement. Like. <laughs> Like no one told fl- no one all these people who recommended to you weren't like it's just a comedy about pirates. Never, never. I I seriously thought it was going to be this like heavy queer centered story, maybe documentary, maybe like based on true facts or true people. And so yeah, when I saw the screen, the like title screen, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's just yeah. pirates. And then um, so it took me a while to like warm up to the idea. Um, and after the first episode, I was kind of like, okay, it's cute. Uh, and I've watched three episodes yeah. and um, I really am curious to see where they're going. I'm I, I, on episode five and it, and it's already pretty queer. Okay. Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty gay. Yeah. Um, Great. <clears throat> there's, I mean, I won't tell you anything that happens, obviously, but uh, the only thing I knew about the show before going in was that it was about pirates and that it was a Taika Waititi show. And so he, right. like he did the, um, what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. you know so i was like oh so he made vampires gay and now he's gonna make pirates gay all right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so we are like we, what we do in the shadows is like one of my favorite movies and television shows of all time and yeah. and taiki what taiki watiti <laughs> Ta- taika <laughs> taika <Waititi. laughs> it, you guys, say that it's, again it's, it's early we're delirious we're not drunk. yeah i've only had coffee this morning taika taika Waititi. Waititi. Yeah. Okay. I, I think. I think I don't say his name out loud that often. So anyway, he yeah. and he's he's done Marvel stuff too. Didn't he, did, he do he did Thor? Thor. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the new Thor movie too. Right. <clears throat> uh and so he did so in what we do in the shadows, there was the werewolves that came up in the movie. 
and they were iconic and they're still saying that they're supposed to be some sort of spinoff of them uh because they were this like really funny pack of werewolves that were you know fighting the vampires and and i believe one of the lead werewolves from that show is the head pirate in what in uh our flag means death i think that's him who was the one that said we're werewolves not swearwolves um so he's been they've been working together for a while which is fun to like make that connection and he uh yeah so it's well you know Kristen Schaal from what we do in the shadows she's the one that's like sort of the messenger person for the vampire council Oh um, my god! Yeah, she she just Love popped her. up in episode five of. She's incredible. Yeah. So she's in the show too, and yeah, there's a few other connections. Like, okay. have you have you met a big name pirate yet? Blackbeard. Yeah, and it's it's Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, I saw I that. Ruin it? No, that yeah. was like the end of episode three. Um. But I'm yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see how queer it gets because um, there's the like the female posing as a man who is in love with the or I'm guessing in love with uh, one of the pirates and interested to see where that goes because there's several characters that in episode five, I was like, oh, oh, OK. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, OK, OK. Because there's like, the, scribe. No yeah. the scribe theme seems very queer. Um, so yeah, the main guy seems pretty queer to me. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he like did not want to be married, he didn't want to. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't tell if he just was like an aristocratic, like, like sissy. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, are you gay or or are you just British? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. are you just privileged and British? Um, I tweeted this morning a, a screenshot or a photo they took of one of the pirates, the one that talks really funny. Saying oh, yeah. um, like because he um I design challenge tweet. asks him to make like the flags. Yeah. And he says, I'm not fucking sewing. And yeah. tweeted, I tweeted that picture and just wrote bag of chips. That's the perfect connection because <laughs> that's total bag of chips. Um also we haven't back to drag race, but you yeah. called it with uh cornbread's outfit. I oh, just I need did, to totally. say. And yeah. that was before anything had been released, nothing uh-huh. had been said about it. Maybe and I'm you not were that like, original though, if other people really thought of it that quickly. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But it was I, I still died when I actually saw that that was, that was the crazy. case. Was yeah. Funny. Um, so our flag means death. We should do a recap after we both finish it and like talk about what we think of the Absolutely. show as a whole. Totally. But I am I'm into it. Um same. Um, yeah. I'll probably have it finished here pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I wanted to talk about something that I binged <laughs> so I could watch the new version. Okay. Um, I rewatched because I saw like maybe half of it when it aired mm-hmm. originally on TV in the year 2000. Um, I watched all of the real, wor- real world New Orleans Okay. Which a lot of people consider to be the best season, the best cast. It's my favorite. It's my number <clears throat> right. one favorite. And um, I rewatched all of it because I knew that the real world homecoming season three was going to be that cast and that mm-hmm. it was happening soon. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched it all. It was very weird to see like, you know, things from what I remember the late nineties, you know, mm-hmm. year 2000 um, in terms of fashion, in terms of whatever. And just the way that people talked about, queerness mm-hmm. even in front of queer people mm-hmm. was so bizarre and like because yeah. julie who like I, okay she everybody hates her fine i 
feel I feel slightly bad for her mm-hmm. because I don't think that her comments are like necessarily malicious. I think that because of the way she was raised, which I can relate to, yeah, being having been raised Mormon, it, she's just ignorant, and you can yeah. see and you can see later on that she's very mad mm-hmm. at things that have been kept from her about mm. the world. Mm. And I was trying to explain to a friend of mine. <clears throat> And I was like, I didn't know that certain terms were bad until I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. Like who in Boise, Idaho is telling me that those terms are bad. Right. You know, right. Um, in the nineties, right. I didn't even know how to order coffee until I was 25. Yeah. Yeah. And even still, like I'm even still, I'm like, imagine being nervous because you don't know if asking for an extra shot in your drink is something that they can do, or if they're going to look at you funny, like, what are you talking about? Right. Right. Like that's, I still do, deal with that. You know what I mean? Sure. So <clears throat> She, she like legitimately doesn't know about the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting because um, she says, she says stuff to Danny about like, I just, I just feel like it's immoral. Like it's, <laughs> it's not a moral thing to do, but then like he stays friends with her. Cause like, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. that? And, you, you know, I, th- I feel like back, I don't know, back in the nineties, some people were like, Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. You think that about me. All right. Yeah, but then, but then I didn't remember this at all. But then the Matt guy is so like hardcore Catholic that really he sits down with Danny and he tells him he's like, "I'm your friend, but I think that what you do is really immoral because because like the purpose on Earth is for like man to like procreate with women." What year is this? Two thousand. I know, I know, I know. But like today, it's twenty twenty two, and like. He, I mean, give me a break. People still, some people still think this today. I know. But he's like, he's so like, was this a clip from before? Yes, this is all the before. Yes, okay, all the okay, before okay. So he was like, um, you know, the purpose of, of sex is that you're supposed to get married so you can have sex so you can have children for God. <laughs> and Danny's just sitting there like listening to it, taking it and like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure. Know, I would have been like, cool. What about people who can't have kids? Yeah, bit, right. You know, like right. no purpose that you know, but like nobody really talked back like that in the yeah. show. Anyway, the new season aired, and all these people are all our age now. They're all like 40s, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all go back to New Orleans. They're all gonna go, they all go back into the house together. The first episode, because I've seen I, I saw like the New York homecoming season, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was interesting, and there was like a little bit of drama halfway through the season. Yeah instantly drama right away in this season it's intense Ooh, it's the, intense the la one had a lot of drama too see i never watched that season but scott did so he watched the homecoming um okay season la and he, yeah and he liked it um i liked it too it was it was uncomfortable drama though it was cringy there's there's um a, there's a situation where um two of the cast members have a lot of beef with julie okay okay because apparently julie wrote some nasty emails trashing their character whoa after the show and like has had 20 years to like you know rectify this or say something and has never done anything about it and julie in this um in these scenes like this isn't really revealing that much but she's very upset because she's like yes i wrote an email that said you know a few things and i'm really sorry about it but then they like start citing specific things she said. And she's like, I never said that. And they are like, they're like, okay. But the common denominator is that there's a couple people here that you have said. And so, but she keeps insisting. She's like, I don't have that letter in front of me. I did not say those things. I don't know what you're talking about. And so 
the more I watched it, I was like, the options here are either Julie is a straight up fucking liar mm-hmm. and remembers saying all those things, mm-hmm. but is so embarrassed about it that she has to lie. Mm-hmm. Or her agents were responsible for writing, like, Julie feels that you this blah 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 is an immoral person and you shouldn't hire them. Da, 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 da. What do you mean by her agents? Her agents are the ones that ones that sent those emails that apparently like Julie talent agents. Yeah. Or okay. Because after the I don't after know the if that original, was like a Mormon church thing. Like, no, no, no. You have... <laughs> after the original season, like a bunch of them were getting like speaking opportunities and mentorship opportunities sure, sure, sure. and jobs. And so apparently she like wrote a letter to like trashing a couple people's moral character or whatever. But I I wouldn't put it past I'm not saying this is what happened, because who knows? Maybe she's a total straight up liar. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past like if she had several agents. Mm-hmm. one of them easily could have been like oh well i'm trying to secure my client jobs so yeah. i'm gonna say julie feels that this person's character is not you should not hire this person mm-hmm. so that would make sense to me if then julie's like i didn't say that because yeah. her agent could have said or right. i'm not saying that's that's not true she could be a straight up liar right but that's that's what a lot of the intensity comes from Oof. right away Oof. well reader to filth yeah I'm in, I'm here for it. I, uh, the, uh, the, there's one thing that grossed me out and it's like, uh, almost didn't hear it. So I'll tell you real quick. Mm-hmm. But Matt <clears throat> um, is like the Catholic guy. Yeah. He's like, who wants to guess how many kids I have? Gross. Nobody cares. I know. And they're like, four. And he's like, <laughs> I have six kids. Oh, and congratulations. Like, gross. Like, gross. Why? Like, yeah. Like what? Ew. Sounds exhausting. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone's opinions on, you know, homosexuality yeah. or queerness has like progressed. Yeah, Julie's not Mormon anymore, and I know oh. that she like, and I know that she doesn't like. She's left the Mormon Church. I know that she doesn't mm-hmm. like. Really, I don't think Practice she's it. homophobic. Sure, but um, I, I don't know. I don't want to sympathize with her because everybody really hates her, and I can understand. Sure, that. but at the same time, I like I was a Mormon missionary. I had to talk about how homosexuality yeah. was not cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like people have to do a lot of things that, and you can see in the original season how Matt and Julie are spewing, not spewing, are regurgitating, regurgitating things that they have just been taught. Yeah. In their words. Yeah. And it's not really, they haven't had the time to sit and reflect and think about how they actually actually feel about it. Process it, like digest it. Yeah. Internalize it. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So I, I don't remember like hating Julie. I don't remember her being like a villain of the show. I remember thinking she was kind of <clears> dumb, but like, I don't like remember. Naive about the world. Yeah, yeah. She, Cause she was like 18. Like that entire season ends with Larry Keene interviewing her about whether or not Brigham Young University is going to kick her out. Really from being on the real world? Yeah, because it's against the honor code of BYU that to like share a room with a boy. Oh, interesting. Or to live with, you know, a boy if you're a woman. Right. Um, but I like I was trying to tell another person, another friend that I was watching this, uh, not with, but like was texting him. I said, to give you an idea of how I was raised, when Julie's family, Mormon family, comes to mm-hmm. visit her on the real world in the original mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And she's standing in front of her dad wearing a shirt without sleeves. Mm. My parents would not have stood for it. Yeah. Like women are supposed to wear shirts with sleeves. Otherwise yeah. you're an immoral whore. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, so Julie's parents, her Mormon parents are less strict than mine were. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. When I think of that season, I think of, 
I think of naked Danny running around the house. Cause he like, that. there was an episode, I think it was during Mardi Gras and he was like having sex with two different people oh, and there was, they're in two there, different rooms. And, and they showed him from like the cameras, his like naked body. And like, they had to blur it out, but him like running around. I think of that moment. I don't even remember that. And I just watched I th- it all. I th- maybe I'm making this up. I swear to God, there was a time where Danny was like holding so, his junk and like running from room to room. I mean, to be fair, I was probably cleaning the house or whatever. Okay. But okay. I do know that during Mardi Gras, he like hooks up with a guy and you can kind of hear it. Like, okay. Really, really quick, and then he feels really bad about it, to, and like okay. call, calls his military boyfriend. Oh my god! Right his away, military boyfriend. Yeah. And then I think of uh, David saying "woo woo." Oh yeah. That come was like, on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> and, and that's that's the song. They, <laughs> that's the song they use for the trailer. Oh, perfect. I was like, I do not need your weird Al version. Of- yeah. Of luck be a lady. <laughs> right. And then I think of uh, I who... know the way you treated other thugs you've been. Oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. You can't call him David now, though. His name is Tokyo. Tokyo. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, and then the girl who was like short, she. Melissa. Melissa. Mm-hmm. And how she had anger issues, but she started taking it out through painting. Painting. Mm-hmm. And she loved to paint. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, those were my takeaways. Most so, really funny. She's like the very first thing that she does is like when she shows up is um she shows up with a big bag of rice, <laughs> and she's like, "I have to have my rice. I can't just have any brand." <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. And so this time, when she the very first time she shows up on the new season, she shows up with a whole big thing of to- her own toilet paper. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Fun. It's pretty great. And her and not David. Her and Matt had a thing, right? <clears throat> no matt was the catholic guy right there wasn't something between she, them no she okay. matt wouldn't even kiss anyone he was like okay. against it he's like i'm only going to kiss the person that i marry was there but any julie was into him julie was into matt but, but jamie was like the douchey frat boy wall street kind of guy i don't even remember him and he and he um like all the girls in the house had a crush on him oh okay he had, like dark brown hair and, yeah 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 chiseled yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm going to anyway, eat that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, Michael's going to be out of town for the next week. So I oh, have all of that to watch. And the new season of Selling Sunset dropped Ooh. yesterday. Oh, my God. And, I mean, I cannot consume that show fast enough. I know that if I said someone that before. Were to but... like, so if someone were to want to watch it, mm-hmm. do you recommend they start from the very beginning or can they just jump in? I mean, I think it's all such like it, it's I think start at the beginning. I think it, you can watch it so fast. It's such an easy, quick show to watch. And not that there's like a super deep storyline, but there is progression in the people and there's history with their okay. fights. And I think, you know, the first season has some so much high quality television drama that I think it's worth starting at the beginning. Okay. I mean, with the first five minutes, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm watching this. This is exactly <laughs> what I want. And I was talking to someone yesterday about how um, there's like a new new show called uh, The Ultimatum that's on Netflix. And it's all about like people who are supposed to get, supposed to get married, but they get to like go to this like retreat and decide if they want to marry someone else. And I just don't want to watch it. It just sounds toxic. And I think, you know, there is a difference between reality TV that makes me feel gross and some that is just nothing but fun and good. Yeah. 
And um, I just, I'm not going to consume any reality TV because it's reality TV. And there's, there's like a, there's a flavor of drama that I like and a flavor of drama I don't like. And uh, Selling Sunset just perfectly encaps- encapsulates the flavor of drama that I'm obsessed with in reality that is like so good because it's light yes. and fluffy, but it has like really satisfying fights that aren't like scream fights. So start at the beginning. It's all so good. Do you watch um, The Flight Attendant? I haven't. I don't really like Kelly Cuoco. I was, I could take, you know, like before this, I could like take her or leave her. I don't care. Yeah. It's a great show. Okay. okay. And, and she is very entertaining in it. I don't know why she bothers me, but she just kind of does. Well, I think it's because of the show, because of the stupid show uh, with the geeks. The Big Bang. Thing, yeah. yeah. That's the, I know. <clears throat> that's the, um, the thing that I think held me back too, because all I'd ever seen her in were like, these like sitcom kind of shows and then like I don't know two episodes of Charmed right yeah and so I was like well is, is she I, I had the feeling is she gonna translate well to like this kind of mysterious yeah. mm-hmm. like murder mystery kind of thing and she and she plays like a severe alcoholic okay and she's really good in it she was nominated for an Emmy for it okay um but it's the second season just started and already from the first episode they set up like a totally awesome new mystery it's really Fun. cool and it's okay. not a, it's not a long season or anything either okay. rosie, per- rosie perez is in it and she's love great her it. love she's her so to death. It. yeah um it's really fun you, I okay think i think you'd actually really like it okay um, i'll give it a try so yeah. well that's good all right uh recommend yeah um cool i have I one that's... last recommendation okay um i think i talked about it a little bit last time we recorded when we were talking about like drag race spain um but there's a movie and i'm obsessed with it now <laughs> and the spanish title is la llamada which means the calling but the english translation or the english title i hate how they always change them the mm-hmm. english title is holy camp and oh it's on, right it's on netflix yeah. okay and everybody should watch it because it's made by the same guys who made veneno oh, right and they're the two guys who are the judges on drag race spain right so anyway okay. this movie is so bizarre but it has a really cool tone to it that makes it feel kind of like movies that I think were like that came out like around formative years for us so like it feels sort of like a saved or like a but I'm a cheerleader Mm. or you know like that and it's about these two party girls who like they like want to be singers and they have their own little like group and they're at a catholic summer camp okay (laughs) and one of them begins to see a man appear to her wearing a sparkly suit and all he does is sing Whitney Houston to her. Okay. And she's like, I don't know what this is, what's going on. And the nuns that run the camp begin to believe as she like opens up to them that this is God appearing to her. Okay. And, and because the, the superior mother or whatever you will call her, um, who runs the camp, she loves Whitney Houston. And so she's like, oh my gosh, this has to be God. And the girl's like, what? What do you, God? And she's like, He's singing to you with the voice of God, like Whitney Houston. You know? <laughs> and so it's a really great movie because there's some queerness to it too. I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin. But mm-hmm. what I loved about it is that there's this, there's this, uh, one of the nuns is like a young new nun mm-hmm. who you can, who loves to sing. And you can tell that she like regrets having kind of gone down this path in life. And so it's interesting to see a character, two characters who are both young women one who like has no direction and kind of sort of spine, finds it through like spirituality, which usually I'm like, ew, gross. Cause I'm not that person. And then one who is like a nun 
who then kind of finds herself by like leaving that spirituality behind. Okay, it's adding so it to my list. Good. And there's musical numbers. It's a musical. They, they sing like a whole bunch of Whitney Houston songs. Um, and there's some original songs in it. And there's, it's just really good. Holy um, Camp. Yeah. Um, okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. It, it was nominated for like five Spanish Oscars. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so- is it a movie? It's a movie? It's a movie. Okay. So so these two guys, the Javis, um, they wrote this as a play. And you can kind of tell because a lot of it takes place in a cabin. And mm-hmm. when this guy appears to her, one of the walls opens up and it's a huge staircase like leading upwards. And okay. he's on the staircase singing to her. Um, so they made it into this independent movie using most of the cast from the play. Okay. And then in episode four of season two of Drag Race España, the musical they do is based on this movie. Okay. And it was the best musical that Drag Race has ever done. Cool. And part of the reason is because I don't think they can do this in the States, but part of the reason is because they had original songs in it and whatnot, you know, like the original songs from the movie, but they were good songs that were written for this movie. I wish they could do that. And they sang to Whitney Houston songs in this musical. So, So it's music that you recognize and that you love and that, you know, it was, it's so good. Like Fun. I can't get enough of it. And so Fun. now like they're like my favorites. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I like, it's funny too, because I watched, I watched it and I, was, and I made Scott watch it and he fell asleep. And the next day I was like, oh, we're finishing this movie. It's like the first yeah. thing we watched. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I love doing that. Yeah. It was great. So definitely check that out. Okay. Holy camp. I put yeah. it on my list. Um, I actually have one more recommendation that yeah. I forgot about. It's called Minks on oh, HBO yeah. Max. Started watching. Scott said this is basically like glow. So it's very, it's funny because I thought the same thing uh, with the main character. She well, so for me, those who don't know, like, what is it? So um, it's the, it's based in the seventies. It's this uh, feminist uh, literary writer. That's redundant. This feminist writer, she writes a lot of, uh, you know, she's like big into the feminist movements in the seventies and she's like out to make her own magazine to like, you know, uh, empower women and she can't find anyone to publish her. Nobody will help her. No one will see her through because it's the seventies. Nobody cares. Or, uh, you know, all the publishers are these like old white men who are like, I'm never going to support that movement. So she finally finds a publisher who will, and he only creates porn content. Um, Mm. And so he's like, yeah, I love this idea. And somehow the story or the, their publication turns into like porn for women. <laughs> um, so they end up creating this magazine that is uh, one part uh, feminist articles about how to empower yourself as a woman and one part porn for women. So it's a lot of, you know, naked men in yeah. these situations that women find hot. And so it's the it's the story of this feminist working with like her, the antithesis of her, this, you know, man who just creates porn for usually men and how they can work together to create something together and all the conflicts that come up with it. Uh, There's really amazing supporting characters. There's this uh, porn star Bambi who becomes the, like this helper. And she really wants to like be a part of the feminist movement, but she's also this like cute little blonde Bambi esque girl and she has the cutest little voice but she ends up being this like pretty incredible person in the story and you fall in love with her uh the the i I think the show kind of struggles to find its footing of what it really is at first um it takes its time and it feels very glow-esque in that 
the main character looks, sounds, acts a lot like Alison Brie, who's the main character in Glow. And she's having to work with this- A grumpy dude. A grumpy, sleazy dude. Um, so I thought the same thing. I'm just glad they didn't have, they didn't feel the need to go down a path of like, do they have romance potentially? They never ah, even okay. go there. And I was really thankful they didn't. Oh, good. Um, but I will say this show has a lot of bare penises in it, um, which oh. is a, a movement that has been happening more and more in television and movies is they're kind of saying like, why not? Like, why, why is it suddenly x-rated if we show a penis and this show it doesn't just like cross the line it like leaps over the line and like runs a mile like it just it's so much and it even has an erect penis which that is like very that's the first time i'd ever seen that on like tv or a movie that's you know meant for the public (laughs) or it's like not a porn (laughs) um so it's it's very shocking um i think a lot of them I think I think some of them are prosthetics, but uh, it was jarring and refreshing because to me, like nudity is not that big of a deal. I've never really like felt weird about it. So to me, it's like funny. Yeah, why not? Let's show more male nudity. It's not that big of a deal. So I appreciate the show for like crossing that line a lot over and over. Nice. Yeah, but it's funny. It's lighthearted. Um, it, it is the aesthetic of the show is really satisfying the costumes, the set design, the, you know, the cars, the, nice. the you know, it's all very authentically seventies and retro and fun. That's cool. So I recommend it. It's good. I hope there's a second season. They haven't picked it up for a second season yet, but they left it in a good place where they could or couldn't. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they may as well. <laughs> yeah, they may as well. Uh, but minks on hbo minks check it yeah out. i'll check yeah. it out do it all right all right i guess that's it for today I think that's it for today <laughs> um, um thanks for listening everybody yeah if there's things that you think that we should be checking out yeah us tell us what to watch i'll totally take any yeah. recommendation and watch it yeah i think that'd be fun if you think yeah. there's something that we should like that we're like really missing in pop mm-hmm. culture zeitgeist yeah let us know yeah yeah. Okay. All right. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs>